You know, my heart, as we launch into this new service on living larger, how many of you know that there's always more to experience in God? Greater fruitfulness, greater increase, more of His presence, more of His joy, more of His life, more of His anointing, more of His fruit. How many of you know what I'm talking about? There's more, and God wants us to live larger. So we're going to be challenging you, and I, I love to stimulate our faith to believing for big things. And I also want to make sure that we break off of you this morning any stuff that's still hanging on you that causes you to be cynical or jaded or tired or weary uh, as it relates to the promises of God for your life. We're going to be talking about small thinking. We're going to talk about getting free from small loving, getting set free from small giving of ourselves and getting set free from small believing. But I want to start this morning with a great promise. So keep your finger in, in uh, Genesis 26. But I don't want to read Psalm 84. It should be on the screen so you can just follow along. This is an amazing word of encouragement from God to us in the scriptures. Psalm 84, 5 through 7. How enriched are those who find their strength in the Lord? Can you say amen to that? Within their hearts are the highways of holiness. Even when their paths wind through the dark valleys of tears, notice what they do. This is what I'm talking about this morning. They dig deep. We're going to be talking about digging deeper this morning. When we go through dark valleys that are filled with tears, we don't quit, we don't throw in the towel. What do we do? We dig deeper. And what happens when we dig deeper? We find a pleasant pool where others find only pain. He gives to, the, to us who dig deeper a brook of blessing that is filled from the rain of an outpouring of God's Spirit. And look what happens in verse 7. They grow stronger and stronger. Everybody say stronger and stronger. Stronger and stronger with every step forward. What does God want to lay on the table for us for 2019? How about we're going to move in the strength of the Lord? We're going to move in the holiness of the Lord, the highway of holiness it talks about there, honoring God with our lives, pleasing God. We're going to dig deeper into blessing, into fresh outpouring, into a place where we're growing stronger and stronger. And I love this. We're not going to go backwards. We're going to go forward. Can anybody say amen to that for 2019? We're going forward. We're moving ahead. We're going from grace to grace, glory to glory. That's the inheritance of those of us who know and love the Lord. But sometimes to go, to live larger, you actually have to dig deeper. How many of you remember that Sunday school song we grew up with, right? And we used to do hand signals to it. Deep and wide. There's a... And And then we would do it. I was one of those children that was challenged with all the hand signals. Um, But anyway, you get the point. Many times we can't go wider as far as experiencing more, living larger, because we actually, God needs to take us deeper. And I want to encourage you today, the Bible is full of Scripture which talks about digging wells. When we talk about digging a well, we're talking about going deeper, are we not? We're talking about going into the ground to find something that's precious. In most of the places in the Bible, Uh, geography. When you dug a well, it was a source of life because no water, uh, you're in big trouble. It was valuable. It was precious. So I want to jump out this morning from Genesis chapter 26 to encourage us very quickly here. I'm going to start reading in verse 12. We're going to start looking at five different wells that Isaac dug over the course of his journey. And I believe they're prophetic pictures for what God wants to do as he's trying to take us uh, into larger lives this year in 2019. Look at verse 12 with me. When Isaac planted his crops that year, he harvested a hundred times more grain than he planted, for the Lord blessed him. He became a very rich man, 
and his wealth continued to grow, and he acquired so many flocks of sheep and goats and herds of cattle and servants that the Philistines became jealous of him. So the Philistines, check this out, what did they do? They filled up all of Isaac's wells with dirt. These were the wells that had been dug by the servants of his father, Abraham. Now go back to verse 1, you're going to find something there. What were the economic conditions uh, when Isaac chose to sow his seed in the ground? What does it say in verse 1? Anybody got their Bible out? It says this, there's a, a severe what? Famine in the land. I, I, I'm this, the point of this part right here is not to preach uh, you know, some health, wealth, and prosperity, materialistic focused message. That's not what I'm preaching. But I want you to see this. When the famine was in the land, Isaac could have taken his seed and lived in fear and eaten the seed that he had, but he sowed even in a severe famine. How many know that takes faith? When Isaac sowed in a severe famine, God said he took the one seed, and for every one seed, he gave him 100 seed. Why did he do that? Why did that happen? I want you to see it was not a natural cause. In fact, it went against nature. The Bible gives us this explanation, that God's hand of blessing was upon Isaac. How many of you want the hand of blessing on your life? I mean, I mean this sincerely. I don't mean this, ah, yes, God bless me, hallelujah. That's not what I'm talking about. I mean, literally, you want to walk with the hand of blessing on your life. That God is blessing and prospering what you're doing. And I want to encourage us. I don't know what 2019 holds economically. I don't know what our economy is going to look like. I don't know what the stocks are going to do. I don't know any of that stuff. It's out of my pay grade. But I do know this. God blesses his covenant people irregardless of the economic conditions when they seek him and they move in the blessing and favor of God on their lives. I want to encourage you with that. You always sow in famine. You don't eat your seed in famine. You always honor God. This is a test of the American broadcasting system. If you will honor God in the famine, God will do what only God can do. And in this situation, gave him 100 times more. So much so that I want you to see this. The intention of God's people is that the blessing of God could be on his people so strongly that unsaved people, people far from God, look at your life and go, why is that person so blessed? Why is it that those people there that worship at that place move in the favor of God? You don't know what I'm saying? Because the point is not, the point is to provoke them to holy jealousy so that they say, can you please let me in on this? Now, I'm not just talking about material things. In fact, I mean, you know, the greatest things in life have nothing to do with material things. They have to do with relationships and with God and with his presence. But I'm just telling you, they also include God's provision for your life. God cares about feeding your kids. He cares about the home you're in. He cares about these things. But he cares about revealing his greatness in you and I. And he's committed to doing it. But I want you to see this. If you move in the favor of God and in the blessing of God, people that don't like God won't like you either. And the Bible says the first thing that shows up in their hearts is jealousy. The first well that we discover here is the well of jealousy. Because when Isaac and his tribe got blessed, all the surrounding people got mad. Now, jealousy lurks in our hearts. We don't wear it on our foreheads. Uh, It's something that's usually hidden in our hearts, is it not? But these people got so full of jealousy that they started flinging mud. They started filling his wells with dirt. In other words, they were sabotaging his livelihood. Um, People that are full of jealousy and anger are people uh, that end up throwing dirt at other people. And let me just share this with you. This is insightful. 
If you will examine what well you're drinking from, and, and you want to know, Pastor, am I drinking from the well of jealousy? Just listen to what you do when you're with your friends. What comes out of your mouth? Are you throwing dirt? Are you taking, let me ask you this question, when the person next to you gets promoted, do you rejoice with them or are you mad? Do you celebrate the goodness of God in their lives or are you jealous and angry that you're not experiencing the same goodness? I'll just tell you this, one way you move in greater and you live larger is by you go lower and you choose to celebrate even when it hurts. You know what, I'll just, I'll just be, be, this was not in the notes, but this is, some, this is for, for a bunch of y'all. When one person gets promoted and the other person loses their job, the time for the person to celebrate when they lost their job is to go to the person who just got promoted and give them a big hug and tell them, I'm so excited for you, and maybe even take some money and sow it into their life. You know what's the most painful time is when we're dedicating babies and maybe some people in this room lost a child this year. You know what I would do if I was you? I'd slap the devil in the face. You know what I would do? I'd find somebody to go buy a baby gift for and tell them I'm rejoicing in what God's doing in your life. Because listen, I don't have a scarcity mentality and I'm not going to allow jealousy to creep in my heart because the same God that you serve is the same God I serve. And God is able. God is able. So what you do when people are throwing dirt in your well is you choose not to do the same thing and you choose not to drink from the poison of jealousy. And you choose to believe that there's more than enough in the kingdom of God for God to bless you so you don't drink from jealousy. That's not what Isaac did. He chose chose to move on. Look what happens next. Verse 16. Finally, Abimelech ordered Isaac to leave the country. Go somewhere else, he said, for you have become too powerful for us. Do you know what? When when, When in this situation, enemies of Israel... When they said, you're too powerful for us, get out of here, they were moving in fear. And the reason they were moving in fear is because they could see the favor of God on God's people. Can I just tell you something? If we could have got a a picture this morning when we're singing, Jesus, Jesus, the worship team leading us this morning, if we could have got a 3D technicolor view into the supernatural, you would have seen every devil in northwest Indiana freaking out. Freaking out. You know, I'll just say, one reason I don't go watch horror movies is that they're below my pay grade. Why do I want to watch devils scaring people who should be scaring devils? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You know, the children of Israel were marching around Jericho, and they didn't know what they were doing. In fact, the leaders said, just keep your mouth shut. Let's say it the Lord. Shut up. Just walk around. Trust us on this. They were not moving in boldness and faith. But on the inside, what was happening to, the, to everybody that was you know, held up inside this giant stronghold? They were freaking out. If only Israel would have known that those folks were freaking out, they would have carried themselves completely differently. Can I just tell you something? When you move in the covenant of God, when you move in the promises of God, and the provision of God, and the favor of God, you are a force to be weckoned with. You're dangerous. You're dangerous. And guess what? We're dangerous. That's why I'm so excited when Pakistan comes right here for us and we get to drink from what's going on in Pakistan. The devil in hell and all of his minions in Pakistan are freaking out about what's happening right now in that nation because they're scared to death of the church and of Jesus Christ. They're freaking out in China right now, which is why they're putting so much persecution on the people. Let me keep going on here. Look at verse 17. Um, 
So Isaac decided to move. He's getting all this persecution. Instead of, instead of getting involved, throwing mud back, he just says, we're going to move on and trust the Lord. He set up their tents and settled down, and he reopened the wells his father had dug, which the Philistines had filled in after Abraham's death. Isaac also restored the names Abraham, Abraham had given them. So check this out. We have multi-generational blessings that God's trying to release on this house. I mean, I'll just, I'll just name some of you. How many knows we've had over 30 years of marriage ministry in this place? That's a well that's been dug through a lot of prayer and hard work. We have a revival culture in this place. We've been praying and crying out for revival for many years. We have an intercessory prayer culture. We have a culture here to heal broken people, people that, are, uh, that need restoration and need healing in their lives. We have a strong culture for children and youth. We, we have a lot of wells that have been dug. We have a Reformation culture here. Uh, and all of these things get attacked by the enemy. The devil wants to throw dirt in the wells in your life. You've been gifted by God. You have a calling on your life by God. God knows you. God has equipped you. There are wells that, that are supposed to be flowing out of you. Some of you have prophetic wells. Some of you are worship wells, prayer wells, intercessory wells, apostolic wells, evangelistic wells. Man, we got wells galore in here. It's the Holy Spirit inside of us trying to come out and, and give life everywhere we go. But how many of you know every one of those wells gets contested at some point? Some of, us ha- some of us have had the enemy throw dirt and clog up a well or two in our lives this last year. You know what I'm telling you need to do? Get your shovel out, recover some of the lost ground that the enemy has tried to rob from you. Get your shovel out and start renaming some things that are part of your inheritance. Look what happens next. I can't hang out here. Verse 19. Isaac's servants also dug in the Gerar Valley and discovered, check this out, fresh water. Man, I tell you what I'm after on the second, third, and fourth of this month. Fresh water. I I want a fresh outpouring. I want more of the Lord. I I want fresh stories for this year. I want a fresh sense of God's presence in my heart. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I want a fresh awakening in my ears to hear what the Lord is saying. I want fresh hunger for the Word of God. Anybody know what I'm talking about this morning? These are fresh waters in addition to digging up some old wells that have already been there. But the shepherds from Gerar came and check this out. Well, number two, they claimed, hey, this spring is our water. And they began arguing. In fact, that's what they named the well. They named the well argument. Let me just share with you. If the devil can't get you off track from drinking bad water, from jealousy and being, being vindictive and being petty and being you know, angry at somebody else's blessing, then guess what he'll do? He'll take it up a notch. He, he takes it up to the, to the well of argument and strife. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs 20, verse 3, avoiding a fight is a mark of honor. Only fools insist on quarreling. Proverbs 16, 28, a troublemaker plants seeds of strife. I want to encourage you, if we will walk and stay away from jealousy, if we'll believe in each other, if we'll be hero makers, if we'll cheer each other on, if we'll invest in each other's lives, and if we will stay away from strife and not drink from that well, and we will walk in unity. How many of you know you make a choice to walk in unity? You make a choice to be peaceful. You make a choice to be a bridge builder and not a separator. You make a choice not to dig for dirt, but to dig for water. Not to dig a hole, but to dig a well. You got to stop digging holes with your mouth. But if you walk in love and honor and you speak life and you stay away from the well of dishonor and the well of strife, God says he's going to bless you. But notice this well was attacked again. 
The attack came out of hostility and strife, which brought us to the third well. It says Isaac's men, verse 21, dug another well, but again they disputed that well. So Isaac named it Sitna, which means hostility. So he had jealousy that led to arguments or strife. And then you come to open hostility. And again, I've seen this where people just get nasty and vengeful and attack one another. And let me just encourage you, that is not the well we're supposed to be drinking from. That is a polluted well. It is a contested well. Do not take the bait of Satan and walk into offenses and disunity and hostility. Look what happened. Look what Isaac did. He was exemplary. He abandoned that one too. And he moved on and he dug another well. I'm saying this prophetically this morning. Some of you need to move on and dig another well. Sometimes we're holding on to something in the past that we just won't let go. And let me just tell you, some of you have been defrauded financially. Some of you have been given the short stick in your business. Some of you had that happen in your marriage. Some of you are dealing with that with your family. Uh, There's all kinds of injustices. Sometimes people have spoken things against you. Sometimes people have undermined you. So I have prayed for precious people this morning who it breaks my heart to see uh, what people will do to each other in a marriage situation, um, especially people that don't know the Lord. It just breaks my heart, the kind of ugliness and hurt that people have to live under and carry. People just weeping under the pain of some of what they've gone through. Listen to me. When all that comes your way and your well is absolutely clogged, you know what you do? You grab your shovel and you move on down the highway and you say, I'm blessing you folks. And guess what you start doing? You start digging another well. By this time... We've already got three wells. And how many of you know it takes a whole lot of work to dig a well? You know, I've had situations in my life where I felt like I worked hard and we built some things and then boom, the enemy comes in and destroys them. And I I felt like I was standing around looking at a bunch of mess and, and you don't even know where to go. Some of you this morning, you're like, Pastor, I'm so overwhelmed. 2018's been painful. I'm just tired right now. I don't even know where my shovel is. Trust me, I get it. But I'm telling you right now, by the grace of God, find your shovel and keep digging and let's move on. Because listen, everywhere you choose to dig, you're going to hit water. When everybody else sees nothing but dirt, Nothing but wilderness, nothing but sand. You see water. That's why we dig. People look at you like you're crazy. Why do I tell you this? Because you're blessed, because you're favored, because you're adopted, because you're sons and daughters, because you're carrying a boatload of promises. Grab your shovel. Where do I start digging? How about where you are right now? You just start digging, and you're going to hit water. That's what they did. Let me keep moving on here. Abandoning that one, he says, Isaac moved and dug another well. This time there was no dispute over it, so Isaac named the place Rehoboth, which means open space, for he said this, at last the Lord has created enough space for us to prosper in this land. I'm telling you guys, I have been through the seasons when you dig a well, somebody rips you off and throws dirt at you and steals uh, what, what you just dug. And so you move on, you feel defrauded. You go to the next one. Ah, there's a dispute over that. You try to love somebody here. You try to do what's right. You try to bless somebody and it blows up in your face. Got people talking about you. You got people doing all this kind of stuff. You got strife. You're more dirt in your well and you're like my god this is the third well i have to leave and i'm tired 
Any of you have any promises? You're like, I did that. I tried that. I prayed that. It didn't work, or my hopes were crushed, or whatever. Some of your wells have been clogged up. Don't you stop moving forward. Get your shovel and keep digging, because here's what's going to happen. You're going to come to a place when God says, all right, this is a wide place. This is a large place. This is a spacious place. This is an expansive place. When you move into your inheritance and the wind is no longer blowing in your face, the wind is at your back. Life is full of ups and downs. There's a time and a season, the Bible says, for everything. There's a time when some of you have been constrained. Man, it seems like everywhere you go, you're fighting, you're fighting. Some of you have had lids on your vision, and you feel like you can't stand up. You're in some tight little container, and you're being held back from what you feel like God's put in your heart. Hey, keep pushing, keep digging, because at some point the walls fall down, and you look out, and you're in a wide open place. And the wind is blowing at your back. And you're enjoying some things that you have fought for all your life. And I'm just telling you, some of you are tired this morning. We want to pray for you. We want to lift your arms this morning. I want you to go into 2019 with a shovel in your hand. I want you to go into 2019 with fresh faith that there are promises still to be grasped, but there is fresh water to be had. And I'll tell you this, God's people are always going for more. We never quit. We never stop. We're looking for water. We're looking for fresh wells. That's the promise of God. Open, spacious places. In fact, well number four, that's the name of it, open space. In verse 23, says, From there Isaac moved to Beersheba, where the Lord appeared to him on the night of his arrival. And this is what God said to him. I am the God of your father Abraham. Don't you be afraid. I am with you. I will bless you. I will multiply your descendants. They will become a great nation. I'm going to do this because of my promise to Abraham, your father, my servant. And then Isaac built an altar there, and he worshiped the Lord, and he set up his camp at that place, and his servants dug another well. Beersheba means, that word Sheba means seven, and it means the oath or the covenant of seven. And here's what's going on. That well signifies the full inheritance and the restoration of all that God has promised us. Now listen to me. I love this fact that God is a multi-generational God because how many of you know we are children of Abraham through covenant, through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and it was through Abraham and his seed that all the nations of the world would be blessed. How many of you know if we go Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and then we go into the 12, and guess what? We go down from there, but somewhere in there we're grafted in. I'm in that covenant. So when God says to Isaac, he says, hey, I'm the same God that your dad had. That's comforting to me because the same, my father walked with the same heavenly father I'm walking with, and the promises that were for him are for me. So you know what I have to do for those promises? I got to fight for them. And I'm fighting for my promises to go on to my seed and their seed and on and on and on. But God says, I'm going to bless you. How many of you need to say, thank you, Lord, I receive it. I'm going to be with you so you don't have to be afraid of anything. This is the promise of God. I'm going to multiply you. And I'm going to cause your name to collectively, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to cause you to be great. But I want you to see this. I'll close right here. There's always a response to the promise of God. 
I was sharing earlier, you know, that the Bible says that these people had to walk through a valley, dark valley of tears, and it was nothing but a painful place for everybody else, but it says they, they dug deep, and they found a pleasant pool where other people found only pain, because there was a brook of blessing from the rain of God's outpouring. When I was in uh, Dubai, some of you have been to Dubai, when you go outside of the city, it's the biggest sandbox you've ever seen in your life. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. As far as the eye can see, all it is is rolling sand dunes. Nothing living, just sand. It's crazy. But how many of you know on that, on that little you know, uh, peninsula there, Arabian Peninsula, somebody looked out, a bunch of somebody's looked out and saw sand. But somebody else said, you know what? I think there's treasure beneath this sand. And they started digging. And you know what they ran into? Not water, although there's water too, but they ran into oil in them bar hills. And out of a sandbox with nothing, they turned it into one of the wealthiest places on planet Earth, tallest building. Everything in Dubai is opulent because they have so much oil money, they don't know what to do with it. And if you looked around, you would have thought this is the most worthless piece of real estate I've ever seen in my life. There is nothing beautiful about rolling sand dunes as far as the eye can see. It is desolate and ugly, but somebody started digging. Your life right now might be desolate and ugly. You might look around and go, there's nothing happening. But I'm telling you, get your shovel out, because if you'll start digging again, you're going to find some oil. And you're going to find where everybody else is experiencing pain, you're going to find sweet pleasure and promise and rain and rivers of God's blessing, even in a place where you never expected it. Look what happened with Isaac after God gave him this promise. I'll be with you. I'll bless you. I'll multiply you. I'll make you a great nation. This is what he did. First thing he did was he built an altar. Why did they build altars in the Bible? Altars were places of sacrifices, but they were also memorials. They were places of remembrance. Whenever you'd come by and you'd see a pile of stones made into an altar, you remembered God did something special right there. It was a place of a God encounter. How many of you know as we leave this year, we need to leave with praise on our lips? Can, can I challenge you to do that? I don't know where you're at right now. I don't know. Somebody told me this morning, I pray with them at the altar. They said, you know what? This is the worst Christmas I've ever had. And he went on to tell me why. But here's what I do. That is painful. And, and some of you have stories like that right now. But here's what I'm asking you to do. People of faith worship in the midst of the pain. And they thank God, not for the pain, but for a God that restores everything. They make a Beersheba place. They build an altar and they give thanks to God. I cannot think of a more fitting way to leave this year than by worshiping God. And thanking him for the good, the bad, and the ugly. Amen? So you build an altar. What do you do next? This is important. Look what he did next. He built an altar, and then he worshiped. Giving of thanks. I just challenged you with that. Look at the third thing he did. He set up camp. In other words, he put down some roots. Can I just encourage some of you? In 2019, set up camp in this place. Don't be a pilgrim and a wanderer and show up whenever or whatever. Put down some roots and watch how you grow. Put down some relational roots. Roll up your sleeves. Be a part of serving in this place. Love on some people. 
Release the gifting in your life to bless and serve other people. We're going to be talking about gifts this year. We're going to have a great series on gifts. Uh, every one of you is incredibly gifted. Get rooted in your word. Get rooted in prayer. Get rooted in worship. In other words, set up camp. Put some roots down where you're at. Put some foundations down. And watch how God begins to change the tra- trajectory of your life. And lastly, and I'll close with this. Notice what he did last. And his servants dug another well. Can I encourage us? What do we do in life? We go dig wells. What do you mean by that, Pastor? We carry the glory of God. We carry the presence of God. We carry the favor of God. We carry the goodness of God. You're a life-giving well. Right now, who you are, you're made to be a life-giving well. Everywhere we go, we dig wells. We bless people. We establish the blessing of God. We serve the people. We care for people. We lead people to Jesus. We are wells of living water, the Holy Spirit welling up within us. Amen? So you got to make sure your well is unclogged. Somebody might have thrown dirt in your well this year. You might have had a major disappointment this year, and you're like, oh, i got nothing coming out of me. I feel dry and dead. Come on, get the shovel out. We're going to help you this morning, and, uh, and let's get the well clean. God wants us to walk in 2019 in some amazing blessing and see greater things, living larger than we ever have, all right? Larger. Everything larger. Expansion and growth and enlargement in our hearts. I want you to stand to your feet with me. And I'm just going to give a quick call, and we're going to worship. And as we're singing, if you need to go, feel free to slip out. I want our pastors and leaders to come up front and join me. But here's the the word from the Lord for somebody here. If you're just weary and you feel like your wells have all been clogged, you've had nothing but battles, it's been an uphill battle all year, or you're in the midst of a painful, painful season right now, we want to pray for you. And we want to put the, put the shovel back in your hand. And we want to see you move on and move forward from strength to strength this coming year. There might be somebody here that's just far from God. And you're, all you're looking around at a big barren wasteland. But God's telling you, God can change the situation and restore what's going on in your life. It's not hard for Him. We want to pray for you. If you're hopeless here this morning, if you're discouraged here this morning, if you're physically weary, if you're going through battles... Come on down here quickly. We want to agree with you in prayer and ask God to do something powerful in your life. But can we leave here today? let's, Let's build an altar and let's worship and let's declare that our roots are settled in the Lord. We're not going anywhere. We're going to to go strong and long in uh, 2019. So Tabitha and worship team, let's lead us. Lift up your voices and let's end this year, at least the last Sunday of this year, making our declaration to the Lord for his goodness, his kindness to us.